we've gotten used to having minimal COVID restrictions for some time. But let's remember that this winter we're expecting an increase in transmission of COVID-19 and also a resurgence of influenza for the first time in a few years. So today we're talking with our medical experts at NRCH about long COVID, influenza, and the importance of being up to date with COVID and flu vaccinations. We also talk about their success with vaccine advocacy and community engagement within our East African community. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Imogen. I'm one of the nurses at North Richmond Community Health Centre. Um, I work as a complex vaccine case manager at the moment. Hi, my name's Amberine and I am the Long COVID Officer at CEH. Hi, my name is Omar Elmi. I'm a Project Officer for Vaccine Ambassadors. I work with the CEH for the mothers, especially from Horn African community. Omar, you have a background as an epidemiologist. Oh, well, you worked with Somalia Healthcare Professional Network and Australian Muslim Social Services Agency. Mm. And you helped organise the COVID-19 information sessions, which were led by the Somali healthcare professionals across Victoria. So given all your experience, why is the winter booster important for the Somali community? The winter booster is very important for Somali community because we've been largely absent for the last two years. People are either in isolations or in the lockdown, so we don't expose the flu, so that our immune system is a little bit weak. So we have to get in boosters, flu vaccines, so we can protect ourselves and the wider community, particularly for this year's. Has your work in community engagement contributed to your understanding of epidemiology and public health? Yeah, actually epidemiology is a prevention, control, management of infectious disease. So a pandemic like COVID-19, I use like a campaigning for the public health points. So giving information session for the community, explaining them how it's important to get vaccinations and the boosters as well. And also we talk all this misinformation who are there from the people get often get from media, social mm. media. So we address all the misinformations and then we give scientific based evidence of public health and epidemiology and also immunology why vaccine is important and why you need to get and how it is important if you are vaccinated, you can protect yourself, you can protect others and also as general in the whole community. Community engagement can be quite difficult to get people to attend COVID-19 information sessions can be quite difficult. I was told that you had 30 mothers and 40 children attend one of your sessions. What is it about your approach that helped you achieve that? We used to go out for the community outreach mm-hmm. yeah. and we used to interact with the community. First, we built the connection with the community, the relationship with the community and the trust. So after that, we start giving them the information for their incredible information about the COVID vaccines and how it's important for the children, for the mothers. And then from that, we invite them to come to the information sessions and they were very happy to get to come in Mm -hmm. and to participate. So the first, the most important is to have connection with the community and good relationship and explain to them your roles and then have understanding for the community background, where they are culturally, their tradition, their language also they speak and how the sensitivity, all the sensitivity 
So also we listen to them to, to answer all their questions and the issues they have for the vaccines. So for that was very easy for us to convince them and then to invite them to come to the programs and information sessions. Mm. You have to have a relationship with the community. Connection. Very, connection. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. connections, yeah. I was told they call you the doctor. Yeah, I have got, <laughs> yeah, I have got background of epidemiology, study, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing another master's in public health. Mm. Many people who have had COVID already are thinking, you know, it wasn't that bad for me, so why bother getting another booster? Why is the winter booster something worth getting? As we spend more time indoors and with friends and family, which is lovely to be able to do, the virus is able to spread more easily and it's putting more people at risk of the infections spreading and the virus spreading. So it's important to keep our protection up because our immunity with the vaccination drops as time goes on. So it's important to have these updates and to protect yourself and keep yourself protected from the virus because you don't want to get long COVID and or like the severe symptoms or be hospitalized from the virus because of you're not up to date with your vaccines. I think people have to always keep in mind that the reason that they're having a modified illness of COVID now is because the vaccine that they've had has modified that illness in their body. They're not really experiencing a true COVID response that people would have had if they had no vaccination. Um, So I think everyone has to keep that in their mind that this brief illness that they get when they get COVID or that the kids are getting or their parents are getting um, has been modified through the use of the vaccine. Keeping that going is really important. Um, So especially if you're in a vulnerable group, very important to get your booster. And even if you are not and you don't think of yourself like that, you're young and you're healthy and you think, well, why should I really be bothered, you've got to keep in mind that COVID's still out there. People are getting repeated infections from COVID. It's not just one. We're now seeing people getting, you know, two, three infections um, as soon as their one period of infectious time has passed and their response to the virus drops, then they're re-exposed and they're getting a second infection, sometimes even a third. Um, And with all those infections, you can have an increased risk of a disease like long COVID, as well as all the other inconveniences that come with actually having COVID itself. So really would love to encourage anyone who's even not thinking of themselves as um, someone who's in any sort of high risk uh, to go ahead and get that winter booster. Because COVID is with us and we have to live with it. The only route to get out of COVID is to get vaccinated. So if you are not vaccinated, you cannot protect yourself and others as well. And especially for those who are at the risk, those who are vulnerable, like people with the aged care facility, people who are above 65, people who are immunocompromised, who are living with you, people who are with the conditions like HIV, people who are on steroids. So all these people who are around you, you have to protect them. If you get vaccinated, it'll be worth it to protect yourself and others. And vaccine will create more antibodies for your body so you can fight the virus if you get let on or if you expose the virus later on. So it's worthy and it's very, very important Mm -hmm. to be vaccinated and to get more boosters, either one or two. I'm at the NRCH waiting room talking to people who who are about to get their flu vaccination or their winter booster. Let's hear what they have to say. 
What do you think are the benefits of getting a flu vaccine? A full prevention. Have you ever had any side effects when you have the flu vaccine? No side effects. Nothing at all. Would you recommend it to your friends and family? I would tell my friend to get vaccinated. So what's your name? Michael. Nice to meet you, Michael. And I understand you're getting your, your booster vaccination today. That's your second booster? Uh, that's correct, yes. A lot of people choose not to, or they don't get around to getting their winter booster. What made you decide to get it? Oh, I think with the cold winter months coming on, it's important. You know, people will obviously be getting inside, so it's important to get the second one. Back in the studio with our guests. Uh, long COVID happens when symptoms last for more than four weeks. What are the, some of the symptoms that you've seen in the community? Uh, long COVID is really the, the chronic or the long-term condition that follows the infection. So people are no longer infectious. The acute illness of COVID-19 has really finished and uh, they're no longer shedding virus or acutely unwell. But what we're finding is up to a third of people go on to have this condition called long COVID. And it is such an unusual condition in the sense that people can present with many, many symptoms. And I think uh, there has been a study in the UK that looked at those symptoms and asked people, oh, okay, what are, you, what are you suffering from? Write them all down. And when they collated all this data, they came up with 200 uh, separate symptoms that were associated with long COVID that people had neither experienced before, but certainly were having um, in an ongoing sort of way since they had COVID. It can be different for, for each person. Um, but we know the most common ones are things like fatigue and it's not a normal fatigue that we might feel after being a bit tired but a, like a profound and ongoing fatigue that's really hard to overcome. And then a lot of other issues that affect the body, uh, specifically the heart and lungs, so things like chest pain, having trouble breathing, muscle aches and pains, extremely common, joint problems are extremely common. And there is a, another side to it where we're seeing people come in and complain of psychological or psychiatric symptoms as well, and that's also really common. So depression and anxiety, problems with cognitive function, having this thing called brain fog where they're unable to think clearly. Also issues with their memory, both short, short and long-term memory, lack of motivation to get on, you know, and do things and get on with the day. And all these things we've really, we don't see it necessarily with the acute problem of COVID-19, but we're certainly seeing it long-term in these patients. It's really hard to know how long it will take before they start to improve. Like I said, each person can have a different constellation of symptoms. The average person may have up to 10 to 15 symptoms and it can be different from the next person and symptoms can come and go. So one day they may have a severe headache and the next day they might have their chest pain might come back, the headache might be gone and the third day it might be depression. Um, and this comes and goes and that's very typical of long COVID. Many of us know one, at least one person who's had mm. long COVID. Do you know the percentages of how many people develop long COVID? Yeah, so I think the results um, worldwide are showing that in unvaccinated populations, so we saw that happening in the UK and the US where po populations weren't vaccinated early on when they were exposed to COVID, uh, that about a third of people would go on to develop long COVID. But thankfully now through vaccination programs where that data is just coming through where they're now seeing that it's 
perhaps reduced to somewhere around 10% of vaccinated people um, will go on to have long COVID. Um, and we're also seeing maybe a trend where their long COVID may not be as severe as those uh, people who are not vaccinated who develop COVID-19. So that's um, a good good um, reason in itself to go and get the COVID vaccination. Okay, you just answered my last question. Do vaccines protect against long COVID? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's certainly what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important yeah. to keep that in mind. Because if we were really just asking someone, you know, get the vaccination, but the illness is short and it will go away, then, you know, people can think, you know, about whether they want to get vaccinated or not. They might not feel any importance to get vaccinated because they feel the illness is short. But if you trying to prevent a longer-term problem, then I think certainly the vaccination is the way to go. It is such a small thing to have done in the terms of your health care and it can prevent a longer-lasting, ongoing illness that uh, can really change your life in many, many ways and hard to predict for the doctor or for the patient as to when th- that sort of illness might end. As of this month, I read more than 3,000 people have died from COVID-19 in Victoria, and yet half of these have occurred in this year alone. And of course, it takes a heavy toll on an additional 30,000 Victorians who are affected by the grief of losing a loved one due to dying from COVID-19. Obviously, we're out socialising a lot more, which can account for the higher numbers. But would taking a winter booster shot help curb that number? It would help with preventing the transmission and then also the severe symptoms as well of COVID, which might lead to hospitalisation. So it's important for people to get their winter boosters, especially with people who are vulnerable. So the winter booster is primarily for over 65s, people who are of Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander um, origin over 50s. Um, people in learning uh, learning disability or aged care facilities, so they're in full-time residential care um, or immunocompromised, so that it's vulnerable populations, which we've seen that are the people who get severely ill from the COVID virus and end up being in hospital and having to have more invasive medical treatment um, Mm. for the virus as well. So, yeah, that's why it's important for people to get vaccinated with their winter booster because it just keeps them protected. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think also when we think about protecting uh, people, it's not always just about ourselves. I mean, we all have exposure to older people in our families or friends groups uh, where we know someone who is perhaps not as healthy or as well as we are. And those are the people that are always at risk. And I think the, the, the booster is, the winter booster is a very important part of that for ourselves and for our sort of social groups. But also, um, I think it's really important that um, we remember the other things that we we learned as COVID was coming out, things about uh, socially distancing, keeping masks on, perhaps in areas where we're very close to people like public transport, where you might be exposed to 10, 15 people all at once that are standing quite close to you. Keep that going, you know, keeping your hands clean and all those things, especially when you're visiting family members or friends that are vulnerable and you're not bringing the virus to them. Because uh, like um, Omar said, it's here with us to stay, uh, COVID, and um, we have to maintain those practices so we don't can, we don't expose uh, people in our social circles who are more vulnerable than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The 
Tagi has recommended that winter boost for everyone and it's worthy to get it. It's very important as Embrain mentions that we have to protect those who are at the risk in our community. This is the only way out for these pandemics also to get it. So mm -hmm. from four months from the first boosters, so the second one is you can get it as soon as it's already in June. Get your flea vaccine and your winter booster vaccine if you're due for it or if you're due for your booster vaccine, um, so your third one, come down and get your vaccination and get up to date. Right on. And certainly um, as a long COVID officer here, I'd like to remind everybody that we shouldn't forget totally about COVID-19. It's part of our community, but we need to keep others safe, keep ourselves safe. And if we're thinking that COVID itself is gone from our minds, long COVID can certainly be a problem and we should always try to keep ourselves safe from that, take the recommended vaccines and and remember our other healthy um, hygiene behaviours uh, so that we can minimise the, the amount of times we get COVID-19 and, and improve our health. You're eligible for the winter booster if you're 65 or older, a resident of aged care or disability care facilities, or if you're 16 years and older and you're immunocompromised or if you're Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. You can get the winter booster if it's been four months or more since your first booster. And you can also get the flu vaccine at the same time as your winter booster. If you'd like to book a session for your flu shot or your winter booster, just call reception on 9418 9800. Thank you to Omar, Imogen and Amberine. You've been wonderful, insightful, and informative guests on the podcast. That's all for now. I'll see you in the next episode.